Good morning, everyone. Welcome into another episode of the Green and White Report on WDVM East Lansing. I'm your host, Zach Sternick, joined by a couple of semi-new voices to the show today. Jack David's back. He was with us last week yes. for a little bit. Now he's here all day today. Yeah, and Joe Dez, he's been pressing the buttons and working his producer magic so far on this year. But today he's trading in that producer spot for a co-host spot. Joe, how we doing? Doing pretty good. Last time I was on here, batted 100. Feeling pretty good about that Patriots bet, so okay. we're sitting pretty good. Yeah, we're going to talk about that later. But <laughs> let's start off with some golf. Yes. Ryder Cup. We were just watching this, and we technically still are watching it right now in the studio, and it's going to turn out the way that it looked like it was going to yeah. turn out. Although Ricky Fowler did just hit a dart there on the 16th, but he hit it into the water to start the hole. He had to win this hole. The U.S. was down a bajillion. Yes. And for about five minutes there, while we were watching this, it looked like they were going to have a chance there to pull off chance. the biggest comeback in Ryder Cup history. But, but unfortunately, it's not going to happen. Europe's going to take this one. It was a rough week for the U.S., especially the start. Man, it was brutal. Beautiful golf course. It's been cool to watch. Oh, yeah, it's uh, great on TV. Out in Rome. The problem with it being in Rome for us here in the U.S. is that uh, they start at 1.30 in the morning yeah. on both Friday and Saturday. and. I was just getting to bed a little before then, so I was not staying up to watch no, uh, no, Ryder Cup action at one thirty in the morning. But I did see some pieces of it and some of the afternoon play in the mornings over the last couple of days, and less than ideal for the U.S., that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, uh, how many points were we down? At like you say, was it was it seven points going into the afternoon of yes, going into the afternoon of yesterday. Yeah, so I mean. For even the U.S. to put um, themselves back into a position where it was like, do we have a chance? That that in itself, uh, a little miniature win there. But, yeah, I mean, r- rough to start out. Uh, I saw a couple uh, holes um, just as um, I went, went about my day, and it was did not look good. So to even see that they I, – I thought we were going to get absolutely blown out. I thought we were going to lose by – seven eight points but it, it looked brutal for yeah. a little bit so to even see that they even have a chance is very this is surprising to me it's great to see but i just love the atmosphere and the difference in the atmosphere from a normal golf tournament and something like the Ryder yes. cup in a normal golf tournament if you miss a shot you're not getting they're not cheering you're not getting no. booed here if an american misses a shot actively the crowd is letting them hear it <laughs> and i love it it's not it's just been something special to watch. And Europe is getting really close. Fleetwood's got about a two-footer to clinch uh, the Ryder Cup mm-hmm. on the 16th hole. but And they're going to give it to him. That'll do it. There you go. So live on air, you heard it. The Ryder Cup won by Europe. But it was fun. I love the atmosphere. Rory McIlroy. Tensions are high. Week. Yeah, that was something, too. After the After yesterday, mm-hmm. there was a bit of a heated discussion between Rory McIlroy and Joe LaCava, who is one of the caddies. I believe he's caddying for Patrick Cantlay this weekend. That's, yeah, that's but right. he was longtime Tiger Woods caddy. Mm-hmm. And they got into it. And after there was talk earlier in the day that like Rory and Joe had met up a little bit. And they asked McIlroy about it after his match. And he responded, I have not met Joe. No. I, I haven't have met him. To him. And then it was just like, the reporter was just kind of like, oh, well, how did you feel after that? And he was like, I was focused. Mm-hmm. It it fired us up, there and <laughs> it was it was something to watch, and it has been, it has been electric. Yeah, it's great to see this much energy 
and passion in golf. And that's obviously the, the golfers care a lot, right? But to actually actively outwardly see it, to see Rory going at uh, him uh, at the caddy, I mean, uh, it's, it's been fun. It's been fun to watch. For the U.S., there were a couple bright spots. Max Homa was pretty good yes, you were this weekend. The, yeah, he had a crazy shot, yeah. up and down on 18 to keep the U.S. alive for a little bit. But Homa looked good. Kepka was okay at times. Besides him and Scheffler losing nine and seven, which yesterday was insane. Yes, but yeah, it it wasn't. They didn't have enough for McElroy and Victor Hovland. Both looked outstanding, they, and so great. did uh, Terrell Hatton as well for Team Europe. They were they were cruising. Any of you guys see the Ryder Cup by any chance? The Bar- Ryder Cup? Yeah, the Ryder. Barstool version. Of it. Barstool oh, Sports. Oh, the ah, Ryder Cup. Yeah, Ryder. Ryder Cup. Yes. No, I thought you said Ryder Cup, and I was like, Joe, that's what we've been talking about <laughs> yeah, for the no. last five minutes. Yeah, I zoned out for a good five minutes. Like, what, yeah. what about the Ryder Cup? And no, now the Ryder Cup. There's no, some I did great not. moments on there. I can't lie. Barstool Sports put on an awesome production of it. Hilarious. Arian Foster, do you know him, the Texans yeah. Rambeck? Yeah. He was one of the main guys. Tennessee took like, legend. Yes. <laughs> took like 10 minutes for every single putt. It was great stuff to see. All right. Electric. Well, there it is. Let's move on to another topic that is going on right now. As we speak. Well, kind I of. It's at halftime at the moment. But Falcons-Jags. 17-0 Jags. The Falcons look brutal, man. Yeah, I mean, I I haven't been watching a whole game. A lot of I was getting over here to the studio. But Desmond Ritter, uh, two interceptions in the first half. One of them was a pick six. I... I don't know if he's the, he's going to be the guy for Atlanta here. I, what's your guys' thoughts about that? Yeah, I pe- I think it's going to be interesting. People have been talking about Justin Fields possibly getting traded there. If the Bears keep tanking, I saw that this morning. I a lot of people are pushing for Justin Fields. Quite the like that for Justin Fields. Yeah, I don't hate that, but also, what are the Falcons going to give up? I I don't know what Justin Fields' trade value is at this. That's point. what I'm saying. Like, what do much. the it can't be that much, but it also can't be that little. No. Like you don't see starting quarterbacks in the NFL traded it's, that much. And still a relatively young, extremely young and high potential. So, and so I, I don't know because also, what do the Bears want in that situation? Because the Bears literally have the number one pick projected right now and the number two pick projected right now because they the also have the Panthers. Projected. Might as well get all of them. Yeah, Collect but the Falcons the aren't going to give you the number three. I, I know, I know, they don't have the number three. Right, but still, like they. Have a lot of five picks. Yes. Them in Houston, because Houston also has Arizona's pick. Mm-hmm. So, like, it could be a lot of Chicago and Houston in the top four this year. We'll have to we'll, we'll have to see where we'll it goes. Have to see, yeah. Right now, uh, we have Disney Plus oh, yes. on the uh, TV in the studio, so we are watching the Toy Story Fun Day Football version of it. And to say it's absolutely electric would be understating. Uh, <laughs> it is definitely something. It. It, it, it's oh, great goes, to see. There goes Toy oh, Story Bijan. Oh, here goes Bijan. We are calling this game. <laughs> Absolutely love it. Uh, just it's hilarious type stuff. Unbelievable on the, uh, <laughs> oh, awesome. what's it called? The Mr. Spell Yes. going on there. Yeah, just electric. I want to talk about this, though, besides just the game. The thoughts on this. Is this the future of, like, alternate broadcasts? Like, do you think this is going to become a semi-regular thing? To have... Um, Fun little thing, like not just Toy Story, but like yeah, the other. I think if this does well, which it seems to be doing okay, I hope then I think they're going to open it up to more of yeah, the Disney stuff. This is under the same umbrella as the uh, Nickelodeon yes. playoff games, so I really like it. I mean, if they're they're doing it again, so it must have been the Nickelodeon right, games yep. must have worked. So to target the 
the younger audience and bring them into football, that's always an amazing thing. Yeah, it sounds like something that baseball would never do. <laughs> you wish they did? I mean, I wish they would bring in more audience. Yeah. I love baseball, but... Yeah, one aspect on it you got to think about, too. It might be an advertising opportunity in the future, too. When newer yeah. animated movies come out, they might have this for one of the broadcast before the movie mm. actually drops. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be shocked by that. I didn't even think about that, no, but that's, that's a good yeah, idea. Yeah, that is a great point. All right, the question, though. We can each go around. If you had to pick one animated, like Disney or Nickelodeon thing, that you would want to see a broadcast of, what would it be and why? Hmm. Uh, Monsters, Inc., easily. That would be Ooh. amazing to see. That would be kind of fire. I like that. Um... A broadcast of a Disney, so like Disney or Pixar? Disney, Pixar, or Nickelodeon. Well, Could be Nickelodeon. I think the easiest one, because it would translate the best, Cars. Yeah, <laughs> Seeing that'd be an fun. actual that'd be fun. Cars, like, go put those guys in, like, the, I don't know, Daytona, Talladega. <laughs> that'd be awesome. That would be awesome. That would be so good if that everyone, awesome. the I riders. I was more thinking the... football, but cars for a NASCAR-type race would be electric. Yes. Just have... Somebody could be Lightning McQueen. I don't even know. I'm so out on NASCAR. Right now. I, I don't know who's good. But. I know way too much. Um, we don't. There's not. There's not. I can't believe we're talking about NASCAR on. Oh, um, of course. In a white report. Uh, we don't have a 95 in the sport right now. Um, it doesn't have to be a 95. Just who's young and good, that can be Chase Lightning Elliott. McQueen. Okay. He's not in the playoffs right now, but yeah. He's, anyways. Yeah. No, we'll see. But yeah, that would be electric. I think on the Nickelodeon side, I'd love to see like a fairly odd parents one. Ooh, I think that would be hilarious. Go. I like that. I know they're probably never going to go away from the SpongeBob just because it's too easy for yeah. them. But man, that would be really cool that'd, to that'd see type of really that cool stuff. To see, yeah, that would be great. They could make one of the jerseys green, one of them pink. For yeah, Cosmo exactly. Wanda. Yeah. That, that would be so good. That yeah, I would I would love it. This is just I want to give a shout out to all these animators though because this is so impressive. There are a couple of plays behind. But still, to be able to animate the entire game like this, this is very, very impressive. Imagine showing someone in 1995 <laughs> this in in what like 30 years, 30, 40 years. You're gonna we'll we'll have Toy Story NFL football. Yeah, I mean that's Toy Story came out in '95, yeah. and now all of a sudden it's it's everything. I have no idea what just happened on that play that uh, we're watching, is but this uh, double screen maybe. They're a little lagging behind on that uh, animation as we're giving them props. But either way, it's been really cool. I'm excited for it. I think it'll be cool to see overall. Let's talk about Jacksonville a little bit, though. Mm -hmm. We talked about Atlanta and their struggles. Jacksonville, one, they struggled in the red zone. They still have struggled in the red zone. But two, this team has needed a bounce back in a big way yes. today. So it was perfect that, of course, they need a bounce back. They get a game in London. They yeah, are, they're home They're, they're home the team. London team. So... Yeah. Yeah, Aren't they playing in Europe next week, too? Uh, I think it's in Germany, I want to say. They have back-to-back -back games in Europe? Okay. Uh, I think so. Also, a little spoiler, uh, I think Atlanta scores right here. Oh, you're killing it, man. You spoiled the Toy Story. Oh, I'm trying to watch the Toy <laughs> no, Story broadcast. I don't <laughs> no, want to hear spoilers I'm from sorry, there. Guys. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> yes, the, the, the next game is... Uh, it It is at... Uh, Tottenham's uh, stadium. Oh, so it's back in London again? Yeah, it sounds like it. So they must must going to stay down there for the week. Yeah. You know, when it gets to two weeks like that, do you think that's still an advantage on their end? That's actually their, their home area? Or do you think it's... I think so, but yeah, they definitely. always play in London. And, and they're going to be in London, and then they're playing Buffalo. Buffalo's going to have to come to London, have to deal with all the, the jet lag. They won't have to deal with any of that. Uh, yeah, that, that game in, in Buffalo, against Buffalo next week, will be a fun one to watch. Yeah. It, it definitely will. But at the same time, it also could be very not pretty because Buffalo is 
good. Yeah, Austria's really good. Well, I think Jacksonville's good. I I don't know. It, I don't they? know what to make of them really. I mean, they did just get beat by twenty by Houston that last is, week. But CJ Shroud, I mean. Are you about to talk about the Houston Texan supremacy we, on this show right now? <laughs> I know we we can get into that a little later, but I'll ask, we'll get into it later. I'll just say, as a Steelers fan that is playing the Houston Texans today, I am a little scared. But yeah, I mean, back to Jacksonville. Um, I, I I like their pieces. Trevor Lawrence is possibly a top like yeah eight quarterback in the league. He's he's great. Uh, they got Calvin Ridley. I mean, it's a this... revenge game for him too. Yeah. Th- oh, yeah. That Huge. Is, that's true. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't realize that. that he got the first touchdown of the game too. First mm-hmm. game back, massive. Yeah. But yeah, I I have to think they they started off one and two. I have to think they will still bounce back and be yeah. I mean, a ten win team. Unless we're talking about the AFC South winning Indianapolis Colts, but oh. I I don't think that's going to be the case. Sorry, Matt. I'm I don't know if you're Carter listening on the way today. back from uh, <laughs> on the way back from Iowa City right now, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, I I'm not not thinking that that's going to be the case. We'll see. I bet yeah. honestly, I bet Matt would be the first person to tell us that that's not going to be the case. <laughs> I'm sure he would be. <laughs> he did pick Colts money line last week. Yeah, but yeah. also Anthony Richardson's playing this week, so I'm sure he's not. That's fair. He's probably not that. picking Colts money line. I don't even know who they're playing off the top of my head. It's on the pick 'em later. Um, um, they are playing the Rams at home. Yeah, huh. that should be close. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. It depends on which Rams team shows up. That's true. There's been a lot of that in the NFL all around of which team shows up, including this Jacksonville and Atlanta right now. But we'll get more into the NFL and its storylines in just a few. We're going to step aside, come back, and talk about Michigan State football against Iowa last night on the road. Thanks for tuning in. We got more on the other side of the break. This is the Green and White Report on WDBM. Welcome back to the Green and White Report. Moving on to talk about some Michigan State football, a topic that, through about three quarters, looked like we might have some fun things to talk yeah. about. Yeah, and then, uh, and then it was rough. Then uh, Cooper DeJean happened. Yeah, he was good. Um, I will say, I did say before the broadcast when I was talking with Matt and AJ, or not AJ, Matt and Zach Slowick mm-hmm. yesterday, because I was in the studio uh, doing halftime show and studio updates and stuff. And I said when they talked about Cooper DeJean and the fact that he's a corner that returns kicks. Mm-hmm. I said before the game, I was like, he's definitely cribbing one. Probably. And then he caught that, and I was just like, that's spectacular. Uh, but I did I did call it. So if you if you have that uh, struggle, you can blame me, I guess. But <laughs> I guess. It, was, it was not pretty to watch. Um, no. One offensive touchdown. The enti- both games. Both teams. Yeah. Uh, it was one Eric all in the end of the second quarter. But. Yeah. The only good thing from that game for Michigan State, I think, is Jonathan Kim looked good. Yes. But Malik Carr was really good, and then he got hurt. Mm-hmm. Trey Mosley was solid. He got, got hurt. hurt. Pretty much every player on this team, it felt like, got hurt. Yes. Which is just... I don't know what they're going to trot out next week. Are, do you know if those injuries that both those players just sustained, is that something that's going to, like, are they not going to play? I don't know. You, well, well, I hope yeah. so. Yeah, I, but... I don't know the answer to that question. A, MSU football in general, Harlan's a little better about it than Mel was, yeah. but Harlan's still... It's it's day to day. I know Jacoby Winman's out for the season. Yes, I saw that. Um, but a lot of the other injuries are, as Harlan will say in the presser on Tuesday. I promise, when someone asks him, day to day, unless they're season injuries, then he'll say it. But I I doubt it. No, it, he'll say day to day. Yeah, I mean, and they are off this week, which oh, so bye week. So, so I, I guess that can help uh, with 
trying to get those players back for the next game. But yeah, trying to find bright spots. I mean, besides the Cooper DeJean touchdown, special teams, both kicking and punting, our punter, uh, what's I believe last Eckley? name Eckley. Yep. He 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 had a good day. Until I mean, the until the shank and then the punt return yeah, touchdown. Had but MSU had ten men on the field for that punt. Did they? Yes. Oh, I did not see that. Wow. Said we pulled a Notre Dame right there. That's that's tough. Yeah, not great. Yeah, no, definitely need to improve on that stuff. Just the fact of how many turnovers we had in the second half, especially, we were starting to get momentum coming yeah. in. Yeah, it, it just killed it immediately. You can't have three interceptions in the game. You can't have multiple fumbles. You can't give up a special teams touchdown when yeah. you're already dealing with all that. It's yeah. just a brutal, brutal spot. Brutal, and... brutal loss. It's it's going to be a tough one to stomach, especially the fact that we were leading. Uh, relatively late into that game well really late into that game and just to have it what 13 straight points from Iowa in yep. five minutes to end the ha- end the game 13 on brutal loss to, to to have yeah it's uh it is definitely not ideal only touchdown for MSU came on a scoop and score from Cal Holiday Noah Kim 25 of 44 193 and three picks one of them was not his fault no. in my mind. That the, Jaron Glover one on the deep ball, mm-hmm. one, it wasn't a great throw. So in that respect, kind of. But also, it was a spot where Glover stopped running the yeah, route. He stopped running. And so there was the clear miscommunication there. After that, we'll see. Um, yeah. Kim had the ball that was overthrown and then the ball that was underthrown mm-hmm. that were both picked off. And that was not great, but either way... It is what it is. The they, team right now, it reminds me a lot of last year, just around the injuries that we had. We started yeah. off pretty strong. The yes. amount of injuries, Jaden Reed got hurt at one point. Just multiple playmakers got, kept getting taken down. That's starting to happen again this year. And what what happened last year was we lost chemistry because of that. When you're having new players come on that weren't getting first-team reps and they're slotting into the first team, they're not going to have the same chemistry with the quarterback. They're not going to have the same chemistry with the rest of the defense. And yeah. I think, honestly, if Malik Carr was able to stay in that game, Michigan State might have had a shot. Yeah, because Malik Carr, they had no answer from Malik Carr. Yes. Malik Carr was dominant. The first six passes that Noah Kim threw were all completions, all to Malik Carr. Yes. <laughs> Which is crazy. Yeah, that's insane. He was dominant, and then he got hurt. And that changed Michigan State's ability. Also, got to shout out Nate Carter. Yes. That guy yards. just produces again and again and again. He came into the game with 400 yards, averaging 100 a game, entering last night, drops 108. There you go. He... He is the a big bright spot on our offense. It's it's nice to see uh to see him play. Uh obviously very talented. Excited to see what he does for the for the rest of the year, how how many yards he can get. Uh but yeah, it's I think he's well on his way to becoming another thousand yard rusher for yeah, Michigan State, the first like since it, yeah. Kenneth Walker. So we'll have to see. That punt return touchdown was a dagger. They're moving into the bye week. A bowl game is still in play, though. It is in play. And looking at this schedule, does Michigan State get to 6-6? Six and six? It's going to be close. Um, so the four games that we uh, really have a chance in are Rutgers, Minnesota, Nebraska, Indiana. If we win all those games, we will be... Uh, we, we we will be 6-6, six and six, so we need to win all, win all these games. You don't think we're taking down Michigan or Ohio State? <sighs> You know, I don't think MSU beats either of those teams. I don't think yeah, so. I don't either. think so. Um, I would, I would like, obviously, would love that to happen. But yeah, I mean, all of these games are going to be 
are going to be really close. Uh, the four that I mentioned. Um, I'm, I'm going to say, I think we drop at least one of these games, and I think we just slight. I think our record was five and seven last year, correct? Yeah. Uh, so I think they're going to just slightly miss the bowl. I think MSU gets six and six. Rutgers is not good. Minnesota is really not good. Uh, Nebraska is not good. Got pummeled by Michigan. Yesterday. And Indiana's not good. Yeah. I think I think MSU gets to six and six, but I could see them drop one of those games as well. Yeah, we should realistically get to six and six. As Jack brought, there's a good chance that we drop one, but I don't think there's any reason we should lose to Rutgers, Minnesota, Nebraska, no. and yeah. And there always is the chance that we're a little bit of a trap game end of the season. We're a slightly weak team. Maybe one of the teams is out of playoff contention. Penn State game is that's in Detroit, right? We're playing. It is at Ford Field. Yeah, Ford there's Field. always a chance that that could affect it a little exactly, bit. Maybe yeah. steal away the Penn State game. So maybe seven wins, but probably best case of six. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. All right. Let's take a break. We'll come back in just a minute. Talk about some college football around the country. Got a lot to talk about there. We've got NBA, MLB, NFL all coming up right here on the Green and White Report. Come back to the Green and White Report on WDBM East Lansing. We talked about the Ryder Cup. We talked about Falcons-Jags. We talked about Michigan State football against Iowa. Now we're going to take you around the country with the college football look around and a little bit of a reset as well yeah. after week five. Man, let's start with a couple of games at noon. USC and Colorado. That game was chaos. That a crazy game. Um, as someone, I watched the, the first half, wasn't able to catch the second half, to check my phone and see and go to my dad and be, Colorado only lost by seven. Yeah, craziness. And honestly, if Colorado, so this was gonna, be, this was talked about a lot on social media, and also, Sean Lewis has been rumored as a candidate for this job, the Michigan State football job. He's the OC at Colorado. Colorado down two scores with the ball with five minutes left and one timeout, mm-hmm. ran back to back handoffs up the a gap. Yeah, what are you doing? What are we? I. There's no rationale at all. Like I'm trying to think what was going through his head where he's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna call two straight runs right here. I have no clue. And Shador was balling. Yes. Like what is if you're gonna run, at least try to get something going to the outside. Yes. Some sort of read option, something to get Shador moving rather than just through the A gap. Yeah, it just it did not make sense at all. But, you know, that's how it happens. I guess, I guess so. I mean, like you mentioned, uh, Shador played great, especially in that second half. He really got it going. Um, it'll, it'll be fun to see uh, how this Colorado team will play out for the rest of the year because I think I I was not alone in thinking that this was going to be a 20 to 30 point loss for Colorado. To only see them lose by seven, to show uh, all that promise in the second half against a, we'll admit, not a great USC team defense yeah that was the next question on the sheet is how much of a problem is that going to be so keep going yeah um but nonetheless it was it was good to see colorado uh get that game close onto usc's defense um i think straight up they you can't you cannot win a championship with with that defense that they trotted out there uh it's just you can't you can't let up that amount of points Caleb Williams can only do so much for you on one side of the ball. It has to be a, a full-rounded team. I mean, I like some of their players up front uh, in terms of getting after the quarterback, but, yeah, that, that defense it's, it does not look like there was a lot of improvement from last year. Yeah, and you've got to keep in mind when they're, 
Got to keep in mind that when they're going against top, top competition, we saw Oregon hold this team to six points. Yes. You, you can't be laying up no. four, 35 points more than Oregon did because when you're going to face Oregon, it's going to be a completely different affair. You don't know how many points you'll have to them, and you would need to keep scoring at that same rate, which is just impossible. Mm-hmm. Well, is it impossible, though, for USC? That's the thing. Like, they can score with anybody. Caleb Williams is one of the best college quarterbacks I've seen since I've been watching college football. The game so. that's going to be super fun, I know Matt's like, oh, Oregon, Oregon, he's probably thinking about this right now while I'm saying this. <laughs> I'm excited for USC-Washington. Yes. Although Washington looked not great yesterday, no. but we'll get to them in a minute. I'm, I'm excited for that. I think Colorado is fun. And that's what I wanted from a Colorado team. That's what they... I didn't want this team... Like, I didn't need this team to be spectacular. I didn't expect them to be spectacular. I just wanted them to be fun. And, and are boy, are fun. they fun. Very fun. Yeah, they've been the team to watch so far. That Colorado State game, it made an in-state rivalry that, that was most blast. people... Yeah, most people wouldn't even really want to tune yeah. in, but that was one of the best games I've watched so far. Yeah. yeah. It was outstanding to see the way that that went and see where things were at. It's going to be interesting to see how that Colorado team does going forward, but they've already gotten to three wins. Mm-hmm. They're three and two. They need one more to go over their over-under at the beginning of the season. They're much better than they were expected to be. Yes. Please feed me a Michigan State-Colorado bowl game with both oh, teams at six and six. That would be electric. Awesome. Would love it. It's not going to happen, but I also wouldn't be there, so I'm talking about it in hopes for our uh, football crew. Yeah. But either way, we'll see how it goes. Another noon game that I thought was interesting, Kentucky blowing yes. out Florida. Look, Looking really good. I mean, Devin Leary uh, had an awesome game for the Kentucky Wildcats. Um, and then we look at the uh, – actually, K- Kentucky's running back. Sorry, not not Devin Leary. That, that's not me. Sorry. Their, their running back, 26 carries for 280 yeah, yards, was three touchdowns. Insane game for him. That was just bonkers. And at the end of the day, Kentucky is quietly turning themselves into a contender in yeah. the SEC East yes. year after year. This five is and zero right now. Five and zero for the third time in the last six years. Yeah, huge, huge game coming up though. Have has they have to go to Athens? Yeah, they're not winning that game. But hey, man, I mean, if Peyton Thorne can almost get it done for Auburn, yeah. and then we can move right into that game at the three thirty slate. Auburn was at home. In that game, that game was a tough atmosphere at Jordan-Hare, but man, they almost beat Georgia. They almost did. And Peyton Thorne, I think, was like 9 of 16 passing in that game. Uh, 10 for 19 for 82 yards and an interception. Yeah, and the pick that ended it. And that was that was it. Yeah. Was he their leading rusher? Did he end as their leading rusher? Yes, he was for a long time. 92 yards on the ground for Peyton Thorne. Peyton Thorne went to Auburn, and they've used him like he's— Lamar Jackson or Colin Kaepernick. Like it's just, yeah, yeah, it's just read options. And he is having so much success with it. And Auburn's been in those games. Yeah, they have. So that was, yeah, that was crazy to see. I mean, it was a crazy atmosphere. It's one of the oldest uh, rivalries in the South, correct? So it was not very surprising to see that it was going to be a chippy game. It was surprising to see that it was so close uh, for Georgia. You would, You'd like to see them obviously uh, win by more than that. Um, can we talk about real quick Brock Bowers and how amazing Brock Bowers is? He's just built different. He he's going to be a top ten pick in the draft this year for sure. I mean, he had back to back on this. One of them didn't count. Back to back one handed catches. Yeah. And then obviously he had that forty yard dagger from Carson Beck. I mean, Brock Bowers was 
uh, a man on that game yesterday. Yeah. No, he is he is insane. And he's going to be a pretty high draft pick, I would assume. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to go as high as Kyle Pitts did. No, not for I it. think people are realizing that Kyle Pitts probably shouldn't have gone for. No. Um, and I think some people thought that when he was drafted. Yes. And uh, that's just really high to draft a tight end. It's, yeah, for that position... It's hard to... It's like drafting a running back up there, which yeah. uh, Atlanta did this year as well, but that one seems to be working out a little better yeah, for them Bijan because Bijan is balling. Again, he's already, once again, over 100 total yards, 124 scrimmage yards for Bijan. Crazy. Yeah, Bijan's stats always look like Christian McCaffrey's at that point. Just the amount of receiving yards and receptions mm-hmm. that you can get, it, it's completely different. And you guys are saying Kyle Pitts, he was the highest ever drafted tight end yeah. right yes yeah you can't be doing that especially if you're not going to use him as the focal point as your offense he has like you would have thought that they would have used him as the focal point yeah, of their offense would have made sense like, yeah like lining him up as a blocker he's not a he's 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 a wide tight end he's a practically a receiver right yeah, like, yeah. if I, they used him like travis kelsey he would be dominant he would he be would one of the be best tight ends in the league five tight end undoubtedly but yeah. Try using him like Nick Boyle instead for some reason. Yeah. Put him out of blocker. Yeah. No reason. What a, ref- a Nick Boyle Nick reference Boyle. on Green and White Report. That's a good point. All right, let's go to some of the 330 games beyond that Georgia-Auburn game. Michigan, dominant. Yes. 45-7 on the road, just hammered Nebraska. It was never close. Uh, I. It's hard for me to exactly evaluate this because uh, is Nebraska good? No. No. So... But- but Michigan finally put it together. Yes. This... And I've been saying this the last couple of weeks because we were talking about Michigan's and they were unable to cover in any of their games so far. They were 0-4 against the spread. One of these times, somebody was going to get Michigan at its best and they were just going to hammer people. And, and, and that's exactly what happened. That's what Nebraska got, yeah. Offensively, defensively, they were great. This is, the, the I'm sure, the best game JJ's played of the season so far. Corum, I mean, yeah, Corum had a great day. He's he's already up there with some of the all-time rushers at Michigan. Yeah, and he didn't even play the second half. No, because he, he he didn't need to. Um, Roman Wilson had that insane catch. Oh, that was he, nuts! Like reaching over the defender's back to go grab that ball. He had two touchdowns. Yeah, all around, just a great win for Michigan. I'm sure those fans got to feel great about their team. Yeah, they had to put together. You guys have already touched on that so many times. They. They're one of the best teams in the country. They're ranked number two right now. They're they're bound to just be performing like this at some point. Yeah. Getting a 38-point blow against Nebraska, an in-conference rival, son, that is just really bright on their slate. Yeah. To, to go into Lincoln, a, I, I would say a hard place to watch. Two years ago, uh, Michigan came into Lincoln, and that, that game was really close. The, mm-hmm. the, the first year they, they won the Big Ten Championship and beat Ohio State, but now they, they come back and they – they played the. They were the best team Saturday out yeah, of any by team far. in America. The hundred percent, and it wasn't really close. I would agree. Texas though did give them a run for their money. I guess yes, you could say that That's because segue, Texas, yeah. Texas looked good yesterday. Yeah, they dominated Kansas, especially in the second half, really pulling away from a Kansas team that a lot of people thought was going to be an upstart. But again, have to preface with Kansas again when they're without Daniels. It's a very different team. Yes. Jalen Daniels is uh, the heart of that squad. If uh, if he plays, um, the game would be uh, – I, I would say the game is, is probably much – obviously much closer, even yeah. possible upset alert if he plays. I, I I don't know. Maybe he's worth – they lost by 26. I don't know if yeah, he's I don't worth know 26. That he's worth that, but, but. Uh, 
yeah, it would be completely different if Jalen Daniels was, was there. But yeah, this Texas team, this is, I know people always ask, is Texas back? And I, I, that's a stupid question because I, we never know. Back. But this, <laughs> you think they're back? Yeah, they, they're good this year though. Yeah, and Arch Manning's going, Archie Manning's going to be good too. Yeah, or Arch Manning, they're uh, yeah, Arch, Arch Manning, yeah. Um, there's something that Texas has not had in the past that, that it looks like they have now consistency. Yeah. Up and down that roster, they have NFL guys. the The trenches are great, offensive line, defensive line. Obviously, they have Quinn Ewers, ex uh, Xavier Worthy. Um, Xavier that, Worthy's a baller. He's really, he's really good. Yeah, this is a this is a great team that is is in the championship hunt. That it is. Got to wonder how it feels to be Cooper Manning, having both your son, both your brothers. They all just go to the NFL or yeah. at least go D one. Ed. It's got to be a little rough having that skip over you for a little bit. Yeah. What do you guys think Texas would have to do in order to leapfrog Michigan in the rankings? They're three right now. They're playing against number 14 Oklahoma next week. If they beat Oklahoma, do you think they're still number three? Or do you Who think does they have Michigan a have next week? Because I'm pretty sure it's not it's anything. A, not a. Uh, yeah, from what I saw, I don't they think play, it's a ranked so they, matchup. They go to Minnesota, so th- that'll oh, yeah. more or less look like uh, yesterday. I'll be honest, though. I think if as long as Michigan takes care of business like yesterday, yeah. I don't think There's they There's no hop. reason they should be dropping. Yeah. yeah. I would argue overall that I think Texas has one of the best wins in the country. And so in that respect, I think you could make an argument that Texas should be number one. Yes. But Georgia and Michigan have taken care of business all year long. Georgia hasn't made it look pretty, but they've still still, won games. They're still undefeated. I don't think they drop those games. I think those two teams stay there until it starts or until the committee comes in mm-hmm. because the committee doesn't look at any of their other rankings. They do they their just own look, thing. Right. Yeah. And well, they don't look at the other rankings, air quotes, um, around that. But that is going to be, int- once the committee comes, the polls usually follow where the committee goes, um, which is always a weird little thing because then the committee released their rankings after the other polls, but they yeah. try to correct the, based off the committee. But either way... I think then you might see a jump if all those teams are still undefeated. But until then, I think that it's going to be interesting. Also, Texas has to beat Oklahoma next yes. week. The Red River rivalry is going to be Oklahoma tough. Team. It is. I mean, Andrell Anthony's been balling for them. Dylan the Michigan Gabriel, transfer, yeah. Dylan Gabriel, the USC transfer, or UCF transfer. Yes. Mixing up my letters there. But, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see that. Yeah, one thing I was thinking about too a little bit, Michigan, they're, by the end of the season, the way it's playing out right now, looks like they're only going to play two ranked opponents, that's being Penn State and Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Do you think not playing that many ranked opponents is going to affect them playoff time? Um, if they drop one of the Penn, one of the games between Penn State or Ohio State, looking at that non-conference and who they've played, it's not going to help them because there's obviously other teams uh, have played a, a much better schedule here. So, yeah, if, if you're going to compare – a one-loss Mich- uh, Michigan team, whoever they they lose to, um, to let's say like a one-loss, uh, maybe like a one-loss like USC team, like the Pac-12 up to uh, top to bottom, much better conference than the Big Ten this year. So, just as the quality of team, so yeah. it would be hard for you to take to take Michigan over them because of the, the quality of play they've But had. I do think a Big Ten champ gets in. Yes. As long as it's Michigan or Ohio State or Penn, as long as they don't have two losses, I think the Big Ten champ is yeah. in. Then the question just becomes, where does it go from here? I don't know. It's it, it's going to be a really fun playoff. I, I've I've said this. I wish the 12th yes, playoff agreed. was this year because yeah. uh, there's a lot of parity this year. There isn't a 
a hundred percent certain top team. Uh, it's it, it, like week by week, there'll be one team that played the best. Like last week, I would say would be Washington. This week, Michigan. So it's going to be really fun to see what four teams ends up in the playoff this year. I do I wish agree. it was a 12 team this year, yeah. too. I, I'm really excited for that. I think that's just going to be a huge adjustment. You mentioned the parity. A top eight team got pushed by an unranked team to basically the final quarter. Yeah. They, there's so much parity this year. Like, and I thought Washington would walk in there uh, against. Um, are you talking about Washington or are you talking about... I was talking about USC, but oh, Washington, sorry, sorry, you could sorry. include in that too. Even them. They, yeah, they're one they, of the best teams in the country and they yeah, still got pushed. By Arizona. And nonetheless, I thought they were going to get... Yeah, Arizona's not great. No. I fell asleep. I didn't watch all of that game. I to be honest caught with a you. little bit of it. Um, yeah, totally expecting them to, to walk in and panic a throw for like 450 yards. But yeah, yeah I, I would have thought so. Yeah, it was much closer than you would, you would think it to be. Um... Is there a chance with all the parity uh, that a two-loss team gets in this year? No. No not chance. At all. Not when there's only four teams and not when Texas, and if Texas beats Oklahoma next week, Texas and Florida State are both past the hardest part of their yes. schedule. Those teams are going to have a shot to be in. Yeah. I don't think there's any way a two-loss team gets in. That's fair. That's fair. It would have to take an insane amount of chaos in my mind for yes. that to happen. And and that's just a chaos that I don't think we're going to see. It. Not, not this year. Yeah. I'd we like to will... see Florida State in the playoffs. Seeing Keon get a chance oh, there, that would be really uh, on a nice. To really see big shine. stage, yeah. My awesome uh, my beginning of the season playoff prediction looks pretty good right now with Georgia, Michigan, Florida State, and Washington. I like it. You you might have you might go four for four. I mean, I, like I said, it looks pretty good right now. I like it, and there are clips to back that up so people can uh, before they start calling me out about look doing back it. Clips it and yes, go them. check us. You can check out old episodes of the Green and White Report, by the way, if you haven't. Listen to them or miss them. You can check them out in podcast form on our website, impact89fm.org. You can go into podcasts and find it through sports, or you can just go into the sports section, check out all of our content, and then find it through there as well. So go back and you can check those predictions. You can also check Matt Merrifield's uh, playoff prediction that almost became completely unlikely and not happening last night. But Notre Dame, right into our next game. He had Notre Dame in along with Penn State, Oregon, and Georgia. But... Notre Dame finds a way to win. Yeah, they pull it off at the end. Man, that was that was something. Picking up the win, Audric Estime comes through late touchdown to stun Duke on the road. Yeah, I mean that that final drive led by Sam Hartman, that insane, I believe it was fourth and sixteen run he did to uh, to go get a first down. Like it showed a lot. I like this Notre Dame team even last week when they lost to Ohio State, but they they showed a lot on the road there at Duke. Um, I wasn't able to I was able to catch the the end of it. Uh, practically tuned in right as Audrey Estimate brought the ball into the end zone. But uh, yeah, this is that it's a great impressive win for Notre Dame. Yeah, when they pushed Ohio State as close as they did last week, they needed a win over a ranked opponent. It was huge that they got this over yeah. Duke. Agreed. It's it's going to be tough for them to to bounce back. Uh, I I don't think they have really any chance to make the playoffs because since they're not in a conference and they can't have maybe win win a conference to bolster their resume. Right. They would need to go on to go undefeated, and obviously they're not going to do that. Lost to Ohio State, so I mean they they still have to beat USC. That is true. They still have to beat I believe Clemson. Yep. Like there's, there's there is there's some games way. There. That it could happen. But there would have to be a lot of chaos. Yes. Yes. I think that but USC, it is possible. 
Yeah, the USC matchup is really the deciding factor. If they win that, they do have a chance still. But mm-hmm. if they lose that, it's just done for. Yeah. I would agree. That's going to be a fun game because I I have no idea what to how that was going to how that would turn out. Who like it's in Notre Dame, um, and based on USC's defensive performance last last week, I mean, I would almost have to favor Notre Dame in that game. It's really defense versus offense on that one. Really, Notre yeah, it's, defense. it's tough to get away from that offense though. They're so good. Force meets some unmovable object. Yeah, there, they're but. so good. Yeah, there was a point. Caleb Williams had six touchdowns, no interceptions. He, he was crazy. That was all like first half too. I believe. Yes, like yeah, majority of those touchdowns came insane. in the first half. We'll have to see. All right, Ole Miss LSU, beautiful. <sighs> if you like offense, if you like defense. Stay away. Yes, don't watch the game. But, but what a game. What, yeah. four points. Insane shootout uh, for this game. I mean, Jackson Dart, one of the f- best games I've ever seen him watch. Jalen Daniels is doing Jane Daniels things. Uh, yeah, I, I, I love offense. I, I love this game. Love watching this game. It was just back and forth. I mean, neither of these defense could, could do anything to stop each other. It was, it was great to watch. You got to give credit to how great of a name Jackson Dart is for a quarterback, yes. too. That's just And he was throwing darts. Yes. Yeah. It yeah, writes yeah, itself. It's perfect for yeah, the script. It was spectacular. A late touchdown for Ole Miss. And then LSU almost scored. Almost did, yeah. They drove all the way down the field, and it, it hit the receiver in the hands. I mean, it would have been an insane catch, but, yes. man, wow. What a game between Ole Miss and LSU. LSU drops out of playoff contention now. They're three and two. Yeah, a couple of tough tough losses for them. Man, we'll see. As a team that had a lot of um, potential heading into the year, a lot of people were thinking they could be a sneaky playoff team. Jalen Daniels could maybe be in the Heisman conversation. To have two losses this early in the year, that's that's a rough look for. But they have a spot to play spoiler. Yes, they definitely can do that. And Brian Kelly said after the game that they're not quitting on the season. They should. They're still going to go out there and they're going to. Try to do what they can do. Everything's still in front of them. They still could win the SEC. Yes. Which would then really throw some chaos Imagine into Imagine <laughs> a two-loss LSU SEC championship team. Like, what do you do with that? Yeah, I think it would depend on what everything else is. Yeah. I mean, you maybe would put yourself in a spot where you don't have an SEC team. Yeah, that, that's but what, I, what they would lead that's to. That's yeah. pretty much unthinkable in my mind. I, I don't think that they're... Not necessarily that they win it, but that there's not an SEC team in. Yeah. It, it would be very interesting for the committee, and it would definitely give a lot of people more hope for the 12-team playoff coming mm-hmm. up next year. Yeah, definitely. That's going to do it for our college football look around from week five. On the other side of the break, we're going to talk some NBA. Big news in the basketball world this week. We'll break it all down for you when we come back to the Green and White Report. Welcome back to the Green and White Report. It's basketball season. That's what happens when we hit October. It is October 1st today. The NBA starting up in a couple of weeks, and we had a blockbuster trade this week. All sorts of moving pieces. The Bucks getting Damian Lillard. I'm sure, Joe Dez, that makes you scared as a Celtics fan. Oh, I'm terrified. My end of it's horrible now. The only thing worse than them going to the Heat, if Dame went to the Heat, I was terrified. He went to the Bucks with Giannis. They have Chris Milton. They're going to be disgusting this year. It's yeah. just no way around it. Yeah, I mean, Dame, in a lot of ways, is the perfect complement for the way that Giannis plays. It makes complete sense. He's got to stretch the floor for them. They've got Brooke Lopez locking down the paint still. He's got defenders all around him. Dame's not going to be a weakness at that point now. No. I mean, this has 
this this is one of the biggest trades I I remember in, in a long time to get uh, arguably the best player in the world, one of them, uh, another <laughs> pair, another best player, one of the best player in the world. I mean, obviously they are they are the favorites now in the NBA as they should be. Um, yeah, this is going to be really exciting to watch. I think what's huge too is they didn't have to eviscerate the rest of their team no. to get this. They just got rid of Grayson Allen, who at points was a net negative for them. He was a good shooter by statistics. He shot forty percent. He was a pretty strong defender at points. If you saw him in playoffs, he was getting exposed multiple yeah, times. He was. he was just a little bit undersized, and his shooting didn't fall the same way it did during regular season. Mm -hmm. Got rid of him. They ended up getting rid of J. Ru Holiday, who horribly sad on his end the Man, day before Drew, he got traded that's brutal for yeah. drew said he wanted to retire a buck next day he woke up now he's a trailblazer now he's a trailblazer he, and he won't be a trailblazer he looks like he uh he could be a miami yeah i was gonna say he he would fit perfectly on the heat is what's terrifying and they wouldn't have to give up that much to get him in no. comparison to dame he would be terrifying with jimmy butler bam no one scoring on that defense i would i would give up jovic nikola jovic oh i would, drew too. I would I think jovic in a draft pick that for, might be enough to get Drew it done Holiday. for Drew. Yeah. I, I would definitely do that. If I mean, I there are some other teams. teams that are going to be looking for Drew Holiday. Like, his services could be used well back in Philadelphia, where it all started for him. That's and in a couple now. other places, like, there are definitely good spots for him that he could end up. But, man, that does suck timing-wise. Yeah, people are trying to say the Celtics are going to go for Drew Holiday. I just don't see it. We'd have to, no. We would trade Brogdon. We would trade Al Horford. Neither of them are players the Trailblazers really want. They don't need older assets. They, they don't need young. veterans. Grand Ledge, right. Michigan legend, Al Horford. It's <laughs> very true. Good pull. <laughs> but, no, uh, I definitely think that the Trailblazers are going to be actually a very interesting team to watch now. I like that they got DeAndre Ayton involved in that train, Yusuf Nurkic. I don't really understand why the Suns did that on their end. They did it for more depth. Yeah, I, I saw guess. that deal, yeah. and I was like, I love, and I texted AJ Evans about this, who I'm sure is uh, wishing that he was here right now to talk NBA, because AJ Evans loves the NBA, and he's going to talk about it a lot on this show throughout. But I said, quote, I love the deal for everyone except the Suns. It just didn't really make sense on their end. I, I get that. DeAndre Ayton apparently wasn't happy there, didn't no. get along with the team yeah. as well as they want him to, but still, you could have gotten a better return. Yusuf Nurkic, he's, I think, 33 years old, not really a positive on the defense. Mm -hmm. He's okay in the pick and roll on offense, but he's not going to be the guy that takes you over the top for a championship. You've got enough offense. You need a defender at that point. Yeah. There's also like been talk, and AJ sent me this earlier in the week, about a potential trade sending Drew Holiday to the Sixers, flipping James Harden to the Clippers, and then kind of working that into a three-team deal like that. and That's interesting. That would be a good fit for a lot of those teams. That yeah. would be a lot of fun. I love this about the NBA. I said it before. Last year I said it. And last year there was a couple teams that I didn't really feel this completely about. But looking at the NBA, I am excited to watch every single team play. There is something about every team yeah. that I'm excited to watch. Last year I was not excited to watch the Spurs. I'm really sorry to um, Devin Vassell. Yeah. And uh, Kelton Johnson. Yeah, those. But I was not too excited to watch the Spurs. But this year, they get. You look at every team yum. in this I thing. Know, Wemby. Yeah, they yeah. add Wemby, so obviously they become exciting. But you look at all of these teams. I mean, obviously, all the playoff teams from last year are going to be exciting to mm -hmm. watch. The teams that didn't make the playoffs Dallas, Luca, and Kyrie says enough. <laughs> Utah, Lowry's fun. Yeah. Portland. Scoot and Scoot is Shaden awesome. Sharp I love Scoot, and yeah. uh, Anthony Simons, all those guys, going to be fun. Yep. Houston, 
that young core. How in the world is Ime Udoka going to fit into that culture? We're going to find out. <laughs> yeah. Or how are they going to fit into Ime Udoka's is a better question. In the East, Tyrese Halliburton with the Pacers. Electric. The Wizards. What in the world? How many is Jordan Poole going to shoot on a nightly basis? That's yeah, the question. Yeah. 50 shots a night. Yeah. Him, 50 shots. Kuzma, 50 shots. Nobody else shoots. Yes, exactly. That'll be cool to watch. The Magic. <laughs> they're going to be fun. Paolo's fun. The Hornets have LaMelo back healthy. Um, they're going to have Bridges back. Mm-hmm. They're going to have a really talented squad. Brandon Miller's yeah, joining. The Pistons are going to be electric again. <laughs> yes. They should be fun. I mean, like, there's not really... I mean, honestly, the Bulls might be the most boring team in, yeah, I, in basketball. Yeah, I would say so, yeah. But even them, they have DeRozan. They also right. have Levine. They're not yeah, going to be a terrible they're team. They're not going to be bad. They just might be the most boring yeah, team. Yeah, just like... Uh, it's like the Tampa Bay Rays, which we'll get to in a minute for <laughs> baseball. Like, I love baseball. I love all of this stuff, but the Rays just bore me. They very. I just watch it. And I'm just like, man. I, I, it's, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's it's the race. Yeah, it yeah. is. I mean, and they don't even have Wander Franco anymore. Yikes! But <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. All right, NBA. You're. We've gotten our thoughts on this blockbuster deal, but is there any other thoughts that you want to talk about from this off season leading into this year? It's crazy to so they finally put a foot down in player movement. James Harden still is forcing his way out. People have seen the videos at clubs saying Daryl Morey's a liar. He's really pushing that. Oh, yeah. the Boston Celtics just traded for Drew Holiday. Are you serious? Oh, you're yes. kidding? No right now. way. Whoa. Okay, wow. For there Malcolm Brogdon what? and multiple picks. I No way. That's so hype. I just said on the podcast there's no chance that happens. Okay, well. Celtics are winning. Back to... Oh, that's insane. That's crazy. That's crazy. Shout out Shams. Shams. moment. Shams from wow. the top rope. Wow. A few minutes ago, I said to both of you guys, there's no there's way no they want way Brogdon. Happen. Why would they ever want Brogdon? Okay, that's well, well, crazy. So they're trading Robert Williams, Brogdon. Okay, I hadn't seen oh. that, the full trade. I just saw the... Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Robert Williams, they're sending Time Lord? I love yes. the Time Lord. So, that actually hurts so bad. Wow. <laughs> so Robert Williams, uh, Brogdon, uh, a 20... 2024 uh, Warriors first and a 2029 unprotected Boston first all to the Blazers for Drew Holiday. Man, wow. the Celtics are going to be fun. The East is going to be a blast. Yes. This is going to be really fun. I, I'm. It makes sense because we got Kristaps now, and Rob Williams is obviously going to be the guy that makes that deal. That that hurts, though, I can't lie. Watching Rob Williams, he went from, I think he was like a second round or late first round pick at Texas A&M. He was 17th overall pick. We got hurt first couple of years, and now... That's heartbreaking. We yeah. just signed him to a large contract. Ah, oh, that, that hurts. That hurts bad. I can't lie. It's just like the Marcus Smart trade. Kristaps is gonna make us better. Mm-hmm. I, I'm saying us, like you guys are involved. In the, you guys don't like the Celtics. That my bad. But You're for good. my yeah, for my end, us it, being you and the Celtics. Yeah, yes. us being me and the Celtics right now. Yeah, for my ends, trading Marcus Smart, trading Robert Williams. Robert Williams, yeah, 27th overall pick in 2018. He came to us, and he was so raw, and for years he kept getting hurt, and he finally evolved into what I thought was a defensive player of the year candidate last year and the year before that. And, wow, we got rid of our two best defenders. We got a really, really good defender in J. Rue Holiday. Yeah. Some people say best guard defender in the league. Steph Curry has called him out as being the best guy to guard him. Dame has called him out as that. Yeah. It's going to be good, but it's going to hurt not seeing time. You get that back, though, what you had with Marcus Smart. Get it back in with. terms of that defense, you get that back in a better defender. It's true, a bigger, better Drew defender. Holiday. And the biggest thing that we needed too is we needed the Jays to step up as leaders, and now they're going to be forced to. They got rid of the two guys. There's that three Jays now. There There's are three Jays. Wow, <laughs> wow. Yeah, they need hat to find. Trick. They need Kristaps uh, to change his name and find a power forward that is a Jay as well. Kristaps. 
Porzingis. Tran for Jonas. <laughs> Jonas Valanciunas tomorrow. He's going to yes. be on the team. <laughs> yes. Send That's crazy. I Boston. can't believe that actually dropped mid-conversation. Yep. You never know what's going to happen. Live radio, everybody. Yeah. Minutes after you brought up how you didn't think it was going to happen. Yeah, I was yeah. really exciting, hoping that it could happen. I thought there was no chance. I was trying to temper expectations, and now expectations are blown off the roof. <laughs> off the roof. So yeah. now the question is, I know what you're going to say because of the Celtics <laughs> fandom, but I'll I'll ask you, Jack. Are the Bucks still the favorites in the East? Yes. It's I agree. It is now closer. I think a Celtics Bucks playoff series like so electric. We it sucks that we would have to, we're going to have to wait till like what April to see that, but that's Yeah, but you're not going to have to wait till April to see them play. Play each other, yes, but the series. Um yeah, this, this definitely brings the Celtics closer to have bring in that uh player like Drew Holiday that is great defensively will definitely help them but it's just hard to deny Giannis and Lillard like just those two players in a sentence thinking of what that is going to look like on a basketball court and excites me and I don't even really care about Milwaukee um but yeah I, I think it's so the Bucks that are the favorites not that far away just over three weeks from the start of the regular season neither of those teams play on opening night mm-hmm. the Celtics open their season in New York at the Garden and then the Bucks open it up the next day as well. They play at home against Philly. Oh wow, that's gonna be a that's gonna be a fun game. So you get Embiid versus Giannis, and you also have maybe Harden maybe, or whoever maybe. else is there versus Dame. Like that's gonna be fun. That's gonna be it's gonna electric. be a blast to kind of see how all of this plays out. But let's move on from the NBA, barring any more blockbusters. <laughs> Real while quick before we move this, on, yes, Zach, go ahead. while I'm basking in the glory of the Celtics' Andrew <laughs> Holiday, I've got to say, from the other side, Shams, a couple, I think it was it was when the Dame trade dropped an hour before he tweeted out they got traded to the Raptors. Yeah. I can't imagine how bad it would feel. Someone pulled the rug out from under me right now. I can't uh, imagine Woj how felt. did just also confirm it. So Okay, okay, that's so, good news. Yeah, Very good yeah both news. Woj and Shams have yeah. said that he's to the wow. Celtics, so. Yeah. Crazy day in radio today. Wow, The yeah. first time fully on the mic here, and we, we got some great stuff. Yeah, Good day. we will uh, have to see how it goes. I don't think there's going to be any baseball blockbusters, so no. sorry about that. But let's talk about some baseball. <laughs> Today, the final day of the regular season. Playoffs starting on Tuesday with the wild card round. First off, thoughts on the expanded playoff in the last couple of years, adding that extra team and adding the wild card round? I love it. Yeah, I like that a lot of leagues have done that. NFL did a couple of years ago when they added that seventh wild card team. It just makes more football, more baseball, yes. more sports in general is it's always, always great. It's a good thing, so you can never complain with more. Just yeah. more sports. So there are some teams that are locked into playing this upcoming. All the playoff spots are locked. Let me go through where they stand entering today. In the AL, you've got Baltimore locked in, number one seed in the AL. What a year for the what Orioles. A, what a year for the Orioles. Two yeah. years ago, they lost 100 games. Brandon Hyde became the first manager since Connie Mack to be with a team that lost 100 games and, then, and stay long enough to coach that team to 100 wins. That's amazing. And he did it just two years ago. They lost 100 games, and this year they won 100 games, won the AL East, top seed in the American League. The two seed, as of right now, still up for grabs technically. Texas sits there right now. They play Seattle, who was just eliminated last night. Mm-hmm. If Texas wins, they clinch the AL West and the two seed and a bye. If they lose and Houston wins, Houston, Houston jumps to the two seed. Houston plays Arizona, who's another playoff team fighting for stuff later as well. So those games will be a little bit interesting. Mm -hmm. I also will say I like what 
Major League Baseball did with their last day of the season. They have set it up, and they did this last year as well, so that all the games start at the same time. Yes. So that people aren't scoreboard watching and resting players because of that. Everything starts at 3.15 today, and that is going to be how it's going to be. Yeah. And so I like that a lot. But Minnesota locked into the three spot. The Twins won the AL Central. They're going to get to host a playoff series. All right, whatever. Good for you, Twins. So they will (laughs) play the sixth seed. Yes. The four seed is Tampa Bay. They're locked into the four seed. They will either play Houston or Texas or Toronto. Right now it's Houston. Yep. Houston sits in the five seed. Toronto sits in the six. Houston has the tiebreaker over Toronto. If Houston wins today, they guarantee themselves either the five or the two. And so at least the five seed. If Correct. They win today. If Houston wins, they guarantee themselves the five. Toronto could move up to the four or to the five. Yes. If they don't, but honestly, if I'm Toronto, stay at the six. I'd rather play Minnesota than Tampa Bay. Hundred percent. Um, and they are playing Tampa Bay today to yeah. get into that as well. So yeah. that would be. Six straight games against Tampa Bay, which is not <laughs> just what I would like. Yeah, but too much. All right, so that's the AL. On the NL side, Atlanta, number one overall seed, the Braves. We talked about them last week. They're so good. Mm-hmm. They have a bye. The LA Dodgers also with a bye. Yes. Then it gets interesting. Milwaukee locked into the three spot. Honestly, in my opinion, a pretty similar situation to Minnesota on the other side. Then you get Philly. They're locked into the four. Both of those teams are going to play one of Miami or Arizona, which I love. I'm mm-hmm. so glad that those young teams are yeah, getting in. That's going to be a blast. Playoffs. Yeah, that's great. Miami and Arizona. Miami sits in the five right now. They are a half game up on Arizona. Mm-hmm. If it impacts seeding, so if Miami were to lose today or if Arizona were to win today, Miami has to fly to... Back to New York mm-hmm. to finish the game. They're up two to one in the ninth inning. Oh yeah, of a game that got rained out with four outs left. There were two outs at the top of the ninth, and they have to finish it if it matters for seating. That's that's crazy. <laughs> because wow. if they didn't finish it, because normally games like that would just become a complete game. Mm-hmm. But if they didn't finish this game, it would have reverted back to the eighth inning. Miami was down one nothing through eight. They scored two in the top of the ninth to take the lead. And so they have to go back to finish it yeah. because if it impacts playoff seating so that Major League Baseball doesn't make them forfeit a game yeah. that they were winning mm-hmm. with needing three outs left to get. But we'll see how that goes. Going into this, though, what are you guys most excited about to see with these teams? You guys mentioned the youth already. I'm excited to see how the youth does coming into the, yeah. the playoffs. It's going to be very interesting, just the next generation of baseball players. Yeah, I'm excited to see how far Baltimore goes because uh, they – Obviously, it's a super young team, like you were saying. The, to, to see Baltimore, to see, uh, Miami, Arizona, all these young players uh, get their moment uh, in the playoffs and see what they do with that moment is going to be really exciting to watch. I I love it. I'm excited to see Arizona. I want Arizona to stay in the six, to be honest. I want them to play Milwaukee. Yeah. Because I think that Arizona's got a shot to beat Milwaukee, and I really want to. I love Arizona's young yeah. core. Corbin Carroll's a dog. <laughs> Zach Gallen and Merrill Kelly are both pitching out of their minds. Yes. I love Arizona. I like Miami too, though. It just sucks that Sandy's hurt and that they're in some trouble there, but I love both of those teams. And I like Philly. So I like Philly a lot. All three of the wildcard teams in the NL, I really like. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm curious to see what's going to happen. In the AL, 
I mean, Houston's going to be fun, I guess. Baltimore's going to be a blast, obviously. Yep. Texas is fun. Texas is fun. They can't close a game to save their lives, but they're fun. <laughs> I mean, they are a blast to watch with Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon, and Adolis Garcia is electric. That crowd is going to be really fun. They've waited so long for to Texas see, to get back. Finally get back. To if only they, they still had DeGrom and Scherzer, who are both hurt. Yeah. Like, they made that blockbuster deal for Scherzer, and he got hurt right away. So it, yeah. They brought they paid DeGrom a ton of money, and he got hurt. And so now it's just like, where is that going to lead us? We'll have to see. But now that you know the field, who's your dark horse? Uh, I think my dark horse definitely is going to have to be Philadelphia. They've mm-hmm. been they've looked really good uh, so far coming coming down the stretch. I mean, I uh, I like where they are right now in the playoffs to have that matchup against Miami. Uh, so if if they win that, uh, they would most likely would they would have to play. Well, it it would depend how the Milwaukee and Arizona. Uh, um, series yes, worked out. So if if Milwaukee won, they would have to play the Braves, and I don't like that. But I mean, I think a Phillies Atlanta they beat the Braves last year. Yeah, a Phillies uh, Atlanta NLCS would be really really fun to watch. That's what I'm rooting for in the NL. Yeah, I mean it's definitely got to be a possibility. I'm I'm excited, man. I I really am excited. Yeah, it's gonna be really fun playoffs. I I will be, and I love that with the wild card format. There's four games each day. So there's four games Tuesday, four games Wednesday, and then maybe four games Thursday, depending on because they're three game series. That means Tuesday and Wednesday, just get to sit and watch baseball all day. That's gonna be great. That's gonna be a blast mm-hmm. to get to watch and see where that's at and go from there. But I I love it. I'm so excited. Baseball is one of my favorite sports, and October baseball, nothing beats it. Yes, it's it's gonna be a blast. If only the Tigers could eventually find their way back we'll see. towards October. <sighs> We'll see. Maybe, maybe next year. Maybe the year after that. Maybe the year after that. Also, let's talk some that. Miggy, because he's finishing out today. Yes. Last game. Last game. I was there on Friday night, and it was an electric atmosphere. It was really, really cool to see how all of that went down because it just—it's a legend. Yes. And it's the end of a legendary career. To see, yeah. And he went three for three on Friday when I, or three for four with two doubles on Friday when I was there. He had a double again yesterday. He's been performing at the end of his career, which is really nice to see because at the beginning of the season, he was struggling. And there was a lot of talk about people wishing he had retired a year sooner. And I just, I love that we've gotten to see this resurgence at the end of the year to, for to see him Similar end, to the way that Pujols was last year. Yeah, to see him end his career like this on on a high note, getting those, those doubles that you're talking about. Uh, who knows? Maybe today he'll get a homer. It's possible. It and would be. The, he homered earlier this week too. Yeah, so it against be, Kansas City. It would be storybook. You can come out in his last game uh, and get a home run. But. Yeah, when a farewell tour goes the way it's actually supposed to, Dwayne yeah. Wade he had multiple game winning shots in his farewell tour. Kobe obviously had that sixty, 60 point points, game to end yeah. it. But then on the other he side, only shot it fifty times that game. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, still got the sixty. He on did. The, on the other side, if you looked at Paul Pierce when he had his farewell tour, he was just getting ragged on by Draymond Green, yeah. telling him that he wasn't Kobe. Just everyone tearing him apart. He's not to, Kobe. He isn't. He isn't. I'll admit that. But Miguel Capybara, the fact that he's actually getting some respect and he's playing still at a serviceable level mm-hmm. makes me happy to see. Yeah, it's great to see. It's going to be an emotional day there in Detroit. Yeah, without a doubt, it it definitely will be. A crazy ending to that career. To and the Tigers also, career. with a win today, could finish second in the AL Central. Which is crazy. 
which is crazy, but also I don't know if that's a good thing or not. Uh, I, mean, I mean, it just depends on draft pick, how much you care about the draft pick spot. Yeah. But I will say I think it's going to be a pretty loaded draft next year. Not near as loaded at the top as this year's was, and the Tigers still decide to take Max Clark, um, who could works. be very good. But he just he's going to take a little bit. But at the end of the day, we'll see what happens. Um, I do like some of the pieces at the top of this year's draft, though. There's uh, the Shohei Otani-type-esque uh, player in yeah. terms of the two-way guy in Jack Caglione out of Florida that could be fun. Uh, the Tigers obviously won't get him because he's going to go in the top three or yeah, so. Yeah, but wake on. It, it'll be fun to see what the, that draft looks like. I got to see a lot of those guys up close and personal this summer um, with the internship that I worked doing baseball in the Cape Cod League, and so I got to see a lot of those top prospects, That's and cool. there's going to be some cool uh, stuff with those guys. The Tigers are going to have a chance to get a really good player. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. That's going to do it for our baseball talk. We're going to step aside, come back with some NFL storylines for about 10, 15 minutes, take another break, and get to the pick'em. You're listening to the Green and White Report right here on WDBM East Lansing. Welcome back to the Green and White Report. It's Sunday, so you know what we got to be talking about. NFL football on the way. It's week four, a pivotal week for a lot of these teams, Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of storylines to talk about. Let's talk about the biggest one from last week, and I emphasize biggest. My goodness, Miami. Miami. What I mean, putting the league on notice. Without Jalen Waddle. Without Jalen. That's correct. Yeah. Putting up a number that the NFL has not seen in 70, 60, 70 years. I mean, they look like one of the clear Super Bowl favorites now. To do all that without Jalen Waddle, I mean, but even without Jalen Waddle, they have three of what, like the five fastest players in the league. Yeah. Tyreek, A-Chain, and uh, Mostert. But yeah, that was, to do that to a NFL squad, NFL squad with Pat Sertain. It's crazy. Like, is insane. I mean. Had a chain on my fantasy bench that week. It <laughs> Did was you add your bench? Very hurtful. Yeah, 60 points just L. sitting there. Yeah, worst decision. It's okay. You can't get worse than my fantasy team in, in this in impact league. In our league, league so. I did have a chain starting, so I just wanted to. Yeah, no, the impact <laughs> league is uh, is a goner for me. Yeah, it's. 18-man league is just it's it's really tough. Much. Yeah, it's really Players tough. are spread too thin. Yeah, so. <laughs> and then you have Aaron Rodgers and J.K. Dobbins, and then and then you just give up. Yeah, then you're done for. That's, that's pretty much where that was. What do you guys think of the decision not to kick the field goal at the end and get the most points ever? I don't think it's I, – I don't th- – I think it's not as big of a deal as no. some people made it. Like, no. I, I don't really – I don't mind it to just not kick the field like goal. He, like, you don't need it. Yeah, I mean – What's what's the difference between seventy three and seventy though? Nothing. Nothing. Besides the record <laughs> is the record, but I, I I'm sure Sean would have Sean Payton would have been really mad that oh you're gonna put an NFL. But at the end of the day me, though, like, at the end of the day though, Sean Payton, Sean Payton's defense didn't do anything. Like no. it's not it's not Mike McDaniel's job to stop. No, his own. His offense. job is to keep is to do what's the best for his team. That's to keep scoring points. Obviously, they're up by fifty at that point. <laughs> right, but. There's a whole aspect you got to think of, too. Mike McDaniels used to be a ball boy for the Broncos. He was not even interviewed for their head coaching spot when he got hired by the Dolphins. There was probably a little bit on his end where I I could have put the record on you, but I chose not to. That's almost a bigger brag. I'll be the bigger man and And only beat you by 50. Yes, (laughs) instead of 53. But he made sure that they knew that he could do it, is the thing, which I feel like holds a little more value than him actually doing at points. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, So... Denver joins a group of four teams that are now 0-3, uh, the Vikings, Carolina, and Chicago. Uh, 
yeah, dysfunction, dysfunction, and dysfunction. People I, are calling it the Caleb Williams Bowl, the Bears it, versus the Broncos. It looks that like, one might be. Yeah, yeah. that that game is going to be uh, unwatchable. I think is a good way to put it. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's not going to be pretty. Need no. to get the Toy Story broadcast for that one. Make it a little <laughs> bit more enjoyable. Yeah, it's, add some more color, add some more fun to that game. But yeah, yeah. Um, rough for these teams especially especially chicago with everything on the field and off the field uh carolina are they getting bryce young back this week yes okay. bryce young is back so hope to i don't know who they're playing but minnesota, hope oh, minnesota. oh there you go what about minnesota though it's so weird it is weird minnesota is just a they I, I don't know i don't get kirk cousins having the best year of his career so far yeah. justin justin jefferson's been going off jordan addison's been going off their entire offense has gone off i don't know what's happening they don't have a defense, their defense but they didn't have existing. a defense before no and so it's like just what are you doing right now it's all of that at. i guess not luck but like everything they had last year where every one score game was going against that or was going for them sorry where they were they had a really good record it seems like that's all reverting and every one score game they're going to lose now and they're going to be terrible. Uh, do you think they sell? No. You don't think they sell? They keep their players? People think, I, I do. I've heard one thing that would be really good if they actually followed through with this, I don't think they will, is that if they lose this game, they just tank for Caleb at this point and they trade Kirk to the Jets. Yes. but That would be great for both sides. That's not going to happen, though. The It goes back to, again, they don't... If you do that, you're giving up on Justin Jefferson, too, so you might as well trade him. Yeah. Because if you waste another year of his prime... He's not going to want to be there for next year. No. He's not going to want to sign a max guy, especially when he's been the one campaigning for them to bring Cousins back. Mm-hmm. So he's not going to want to leave. No. I I don't ever I don't think they sell, I think. And they're also only they're only two games back. Well, two and a half games back. Mm-hmm. And you look at the NFC South, that that, that playoff, that's not going to be a wild card yeah, spot. Yeah. It's going to be the bad. NFC East doesn't look great right now. Like I think that there is still a path from 0 to three to the play- 0 and three to the playoffs, and somebody made a good point. They have the players to do when that. I was right, and I was listening to people talk about this. Somebody made a good point about how there was never 0 and three teams never make the playoffs. It's only happened like six times. Almost all of those teams were only playing 16 games. There's now an extra game now. Games. It's true, it's and very, so yeah. it's there's point. still a path. Extra yes. wild card spot too. There is, and so there is a way for them to make it there. If any of these teams are going to make it, it's going to be Minnesota. Oh yeah, hundred percent. They have to win today. Yes. Have to win. Yes. Well, they've been in position a lot of times, and then just a fumble comes, something that really yeah, disrupts the offense. Yeah, they can't hang out of the ball. If, if Cam Akers comes in and plays well, they're going to be fine. Yeah. Because Alexander Madison's been brutal. But at the end of the day, there's other little things. Like, the end of that game against the Chargers, both teams tried their hardest to lose that game. Yes, they did. The tra- Brandon yes, Staley, what are you doing? I... Going for it on fourth and one from your own 20-yard line? I, it's... Punt the ball. I, they need a touchdown. Make them go the whole length of the field. I know Brandon Staley just over and over again is just makes head scratching call after head scratching. And call. then the Vikings, you let twenty seconds go off the clock before that last play. Yes, that made did. no sense. I was watching that play yelling, "Just spike the ball or spike something!" It, spike it. it made no sense. It was it was nothing. And then Hawkinson dropped that touchdown. Yes. Either way, like at the end of the day, they let twenty seconds go off. If Hawkinson just catches the ball, doesn't matter. It's it yeah, it's still over. But, it, and then not only did he not catch it, it gets three deflections and then is picked. Yeah. And that just has been a microcosm of the Viking season. That's like, good. that is how yeah. it has went. Yeah. Drop ball, three tips, pick. Game yeah. over. Yeah. And it's like, we're going to see what happens. But they got to win today. They have to. Let's cause... keep it moving, though. We got to get to these picks as well. Lions, bounce back win versus Atlanta. And then dominant. 
against Green Bay. Yes. Looking like one of the favorites in the NFC here. They, uh, I, I, I still had my reservations coming into the season because they are the Lions, and with everything that obviously that they've done in the past, uh, but they look really, really good. Yeah, they're they're looking really strong. Yes. I kept waiting for the Lions to hurt their fans. They're going to be a lot better than I gave them credit for at the end of the season. They're going to be a playoff team, and yeah. I'd be shocked if they don't win the they'll, NFC North. They'll win the division. Yes. Oh, I think oh, they'll yeah, comfortably win the division. The only team that I – and this is going to sound really weird – the only team I think that if they can get back the ship righted could challenge them is Minnesota. And the reason is, is if they get things going, they play the Lions twice in the last three weeks. Mm. And so that's the only team I think has a shot. To get, because the, the Packers, it. no. And the Packers aren't there. No, and then obviously the Bears. Right, but. the Bears aren't. Sorry, JDC. Yeah. <laughs> Rip. But, yeah, no, it's it's interesting. Joe Des, go ahead. Feeling great about that Patriots win. I can't lie. The just felt so good to have <laughs> on my end. Are both the defenses were obviously the highlight of the show? Yeah, both offenses were awful. Both offenses played terrible is the thing. But we had the whole debate going back and forth of who we thought had the better defense last show. You were saying Jets, I was saying Patriots. I think one thing you got to hang on to is the fact that we held a team that just put 70 points on a team's defense to 24 points. 24 might not seem like that good of a mark. You're making it seem like the Broncos have a defense, though. That's, really that's true. That's a fair point. We got to see when they the Jets Pats play. They That's about it. That's the defense, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. They did trade away Bradley Chubb. I always forget they use on Miami now. If the Jets, when they play the Dolphins, I think that's going to be one of the biggest tests of their defense. If they can hold them under 24, I'll admit they have better defense <laughs> than us. If they don't, though, I'm riding that wave as long as I can. That's fair. Mac oh, Jones. Man, transitive property it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Mac Jones, he saved his job in that game. That's really just what it comes down to. If we started off 0-3, I'm not saying that we start selling, but we're getting pretty close to it. So the fact that we're up to one, two now, it's huge. It's a yeah. massive thing I mean, for us. I mean, we'll see. I I think they're going to struggle today, but also the Cowboys looked awful last yes. week, which is we can segue right into that. <laughs> My goodness. Hey, hello, Josh we, Dobbs. What are we? Yeah, question mark. Shout out former Pittsburgh Steeler Josh Dobbs. It was awesome to see him ball out against the Cowboys. But the Cowboys, what are we doing? Hollywood Brown went nuts in that yes. game too. Like we cannot be dropping a game to the, the, the Arizona Cardinals. It, Regardless of, of how they played, and they played well for the team, Jonathan Gannon uh, did a good job, but I was super high on the Cowboys coming in, coming into last week, too. I mean, how just, could you not have been no, watching them play? Like, the insane what they were doing to the, the two teams, like, easily beating the Giants and the Jets, and they come out and just... Lay an egg. Weak. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is what happens every year. The Dak Prescott experience. You start thinking he's one of the best QBs in the league, the way he's been playing. And oh, out the of Patriots nowhere. hate of the Cowboys is coming out here. Wow. <laughs> yeah. it's They're it's, not America's team. They didn't win six Super Bowls in the last 20 years, so I think we know who the real yeah, America's but, team is. But everyone hates the Patriots. So are they <laughs> I, I really know. America's team <laughs> yeah. if everyone hates them? If we're they going unite by America by everyone hating them. <laughs> if, if we're you going don't by who they like, though, I don't think it's the Cowboys either. I think if we're going by who they like, maybe 49ers would be America's team. I haven't met mm. too many people who hate the 49ers. See, the problem with something like that is that People don't like teams that are really good. Yes, and yeah, so like true. you can't. And all the America team, America's teams are really good teams. So further yeah. thrown around for the Lions a few times this year. People calling it America's and team. And that I could Campbell. say that, be cut that for, one this year. for this that year. That one's very fair for this year. With Dan Campbell, especially people love his attitude. The way he acts is just great as a coach. Yeah, hard knocks last year. Insanity. So good. Yeah, and so much respect for the I guy. I think a lot of Americans maybe see themselves in Dan Campbell in a way. <laughs> oh goodness. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's keep it moving. On last week, what happened in Jacksonville last week? We talked a little bit about it, but 
Hello? What are, yeah. CJ Stroud? CJ Stroud is playing, I, I, it's not crazy to say, playing like a top 10, top 15 quarterback so far this year. Some of the throws he's making, how, uh, I, I was watching uh, the quarterback school on YouTube, uh, shout out uh, JTL Sullivan, and he was breaking down his plays and some of the throws he's making, the reads that he's able to do this early on in his career is very impressive. Uh, that's great to see from a not a good Houston scene, but that's a bright spot on them so far. Yeah, I wasn't the biggest fan for the Panthers when they took Bryce Young number one overall. CJ Shroud was my number one last year. He's he's just shown out so far. Yeah, he's got the size, got the precision. He's gonna be a top quarterback yes. in this league. Yeah. We'll have to see where they can continue. They've got the Steelers today. Mm, yeah, they do. Uh, it's definitely it's definitely feeling like a trap game. I'm I am a little worried, but then I look at uh, Houston's offensive line, and then I look at our defensive line, and I. I it, it's it's not crazy to say we might have six sacks, seven sacks today. You guys so, got TJ all Watt. of them, TJ Watt. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know what? Honestly, he's he's at six right now. Uh, I would not be surprised if he has like three today or some crazy number. But yeah, um, the CJ Shroud and Tank Dell combination. We've we've been letting a lot of points, uh, a lot of fantasy points. That being two opposing wide receivers. So I am a little worried about that. And I, I always have to be worried about these. I can never be too <laughs> confident with the Steelers at all. But Fair enough. Have you guys heard the whole private chef dinner thing CJ Shroud does every night with his teammates? No. Yeah, it's every goodness. night. I don't know where he's getting the money for this. I imagine NIL deals, all the advertising stuff. He has a private he's, chef. He's okay. Yeah, I don't he, think he's yeah, hurting. He's, he's doing fine. Money. When he's you get well drafted off. in like the top three overall, you're yeah. going to be doing pretty good. But every night has a private chef, has a private dinner with as many teammates as want to show up. Tank Dell was one of them. That's kind of a big reason why they're so close now. Yeah. That's crazy. Also, I wish I had a private chef dinner every night. Yeah, that'd, be, know, right? that'd be pretty nice. I, th- I think I would if I had uh, I s- tens of millions of dollars. Fair enough. I saw the uh, there was a statement about Zach Wilson buying ice cream for all the Jets players. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if it was accurate or not, but I saw a Jets player respond to I don't remember who it was. And he was like, what the heck? I didn't get any ice cream. I, and I was me. just, right. I thought it was absolutely hilarious. That was a wonderful tweet I saw this week. A couple more things from week four in the NFL season. Looking at Matt Merrifield's Colts. Yeah. Shout out Matt Merrifield. Yes. You said Colts money line last week. They got it done. They upset the Ravens in overtime. Cra- yeah, crazy win. Um, it did take a kind of miss pass interference call. You got to keep in mind. I know. I know. Don't, don't we don't Matt have to talk that. about it. Don't tell Matt that. But yeah, um, to see Gardner Minshew go into Baltimore, a team that I value pretty highly and get a win, that's very impressive. Uh this almost, in a way, Baltimore is the, not the caliber team. This almost feels like last year when the Colts beat the uh, Chiefs early on in yeah. the year. It almost feels like that in a way. But, yeah, I mean, this Colts team is definitely better than I thought they were going to be. Uh, and they are only and they only will get better getting Anthony Richardson back. And they're 2-1. and one. Yeah. In a I mean, not good division. Uh, right, right now they are leading the division. Yeah, I mean, if they lose today, then they'll... Uh... They'll fall be, back even with the Jaguars. Yeah. But talking, we talked a little bit about the winless teams earlier, but let's talk a little bit about the undefeateds. We've already talked about the Dolphins. And then you've got, they're the only undefeated team in the AFC. And on the NFC, it's the Eagles and the Niners. Yeah. It's so, pretty much outside of, expected. I guess, Miami, who you thought you would have right yes. now. Now, uh, both, so both the Eagles and the Niners are undefeated. I would feel like I feel much more confident in the Niners right now than I do the Eagles. The Eagles, I obviously they're still good, obviously. Yeah. But 
watching them, they are just a little off. You can really feel the losses of uh, Shane Steichen on the offense. It looks, it's it's not it's not as great as it was last year. Uh, but and then on the Niner side of it, I mean, they just they, they look, look unstoppable. So unstoppable. I mean. They're just such a complete team. A lot of the teams for Miami, their offense is killer. Their defense is good, but it's not top tier. No. It's not the best in the league. 49ers have a top tier on both sides. Yes, they do. And that that just goes to show how great of a job uh, that GM has done with constructing that team to take Brock Purdy, who is, I think we can all admit, he's kind of a, a maybe like an above-average quarterback, yeah. to put him in that situation and he's able to thrive. He's he's they put up thirty points every game this year. Uh, yeah, this is very impressive what the Niners are doing so far. My question for you guys is: Brock Purdy so far has been undefeated as a 49ers starter in regular season. He had that loss when he messed up his elbow in the playoffs. Yes. Do when you he doesn't think, get injured? He's undefeated. Yeah. Do you think that he is getting a little bit underrated because of how talented the offense is? A lot of people think that you could slot any QB into that and they'd be the same way, but he hasn't lost a game. There's. I do think that you could slot. Not any quarterback, no. but a lot of quarterbacks yeah. in the league into that. But you do That's have fair. to uh, you have to applaud him for how well he does work in the system. But yeah, I a lot of quarterbacks in the in the league are gonna like uh, like you could take like if you put Josh Dobbs in that system, it it would be worse. But he he'd they'd still be probably three zero, yeah, uh, and somewhat have the same would be putting up the same offensive input. But again, that's not that's not against Brock. That's not a shot on Brock Purdy. No, that's, yeah, he, I would he's argue. He's doing what he's supposed to do. Josh Dobbs has been a dog lately. Yes, the, he has been. The video where his he, Twitter is crazy. His Twitter is awesome. Yeah, the video of him going to the Cardinals store to get his own jersey for somebody. Oh and they yeah, didn't that even was have hilarious. It. Yeah, they had to there. add it on it. Yeah, they didn't have it at all. There was a like, create your own jerseys thing. He was like, they don't have my number on here. Even <laughs> it was crazy. That's yeah, crazy. that was definitely funny. All right, let's talk about. Oh, we gotta we gotta mention it. We've we've tried to bury the lead. Obviously, yeah. There's been a, a blank space in our conversation so oh, far. Oh goodness! <laughs> Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift in the crowd. The Chiefs dominate. Yes, I mean this is no surprise. Of course, Travis Kelsey is going to show out. Everybody's going to show out when you have the uh, the most popular human on the uh, the planet at your game. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I feel like a lot of this NFL news has been muddled so far this past week with uh, a lot of Taylor Swift talk. I understand it. it. It is big for the NFL. You can bring in a lot of Swifties that are going to come and watch the game. But, yeah, I mean, if there's one thing you didn't want the Chiefs to get, it's the the eyes of Taylor Swift to keep pushing them along and be better and better and better. I I think this this Chiefs team with with the Taylor Swift watching can be anybody in the league for sure. The amount of influence is that already. The fact that his jersey sales went up like four hundred percent, crazy. Yeah. yeah, they're learning the entire sport of football on Twitter now. It's it's crazy to see. But I, the fact they got Belichick to comment on it blew my mind. Yeah, Belichick won't even answer who he's playing next week. The best week. catch of his career. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is Bill. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> oh goodness. Drops the hardest line for no reason. There. Yeah, of course. so good. Yeah. Are you watching? Any of the games this week between the 0 and 3 teams? Are you watching either one of them? Like, um, would you, would, if it comes out on Red Zone, are you going to keep watching or, or is that when you're going to go make some I'm popcorn? Not, I'm not going to watch any of the other 1 o'clock slate games because that's when the Steelers Well, play. obviously. <laughs> but so, if you weren't, okay, would you watch? I, what I'm saying. Is there any I'm interest? I'm very in- intrigued to see how these games are going to play out. So I will check in a little bit, like seeing, like, oh, is this, is this game like 2 to 0 at half? Yeah, well, Vikings Panthers, Adam Thielen revenge game. You got to wonder how that affects yeah. it at all. You got to also see 
The Vikings have to win this game. Yes. I think that's going to be an interesting game on the I, th- Yeah, that game, I because I, I still like Bryce Young, and obviously the Vikings have a lot of players. I think that game will be fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Denver and Chicago, not so much. <laughs> probably not. Yeah, but, probably not. Yeah. It, it, I mean, I I love doing mock drafts, so this is important for... for Shout out Matt Merrifield. Yeah, for doing draft seedings, but... Yeah, are you are you excited to watch any of these games? I mean, you said the, the Vikings yeah the Vikings the won Panthers. Besides the Dolphins, and you could argue the Bengals when Joe Burrow is playing the way he usually does. I think the Vikings have the most intriguing offense in the league. That's Justin fair. Jefferson, yeah. Jordan Addison, T.J. Hawkinson. When they had yeah. Dalvin Cook, it made it insanely yes. different. Also, I think now that Cam Akers is there, I love Cam Akers. I like though, Cam so Akers I'm really too. high on him. I think that they that can take them to another level if they give Cam Akers the ball. Yes, if they don't play him as Alexander Madison's backup. And they just and they give just, all of Madison's touches to Akers immediately. Yeah, like, if they give them to Akins and then let Madison go back to the role he was in last year where he had success. Yes. I like that. Yeah, I can't lie. I'm a massive Kevin O'Connell fan too. Love coach. Kevin O'Connell. Yeah. I believe a lot of him, yeah. If you've watched quarterback at all, all of the bits with him in it were so good. Him and Kirk Cousins. Go it, ahead, yeah. Just great, great. The guy. change in perception around Kirk Cousins after that show has been crazy. It's insane. Yes. I've been rooting him for well, him yeah. since like Everybody seventh grade. Wanted people to, finally respect him now. Yeah, I mean, being from here, obviously, and being from Lansing, I grew up watching Kirk Cousins play at Michigan State, and with Cousins, he had such a negative perception last year, and now it's just flipped. And yeah. I think a major part of that is the quarterback show. It's yeah, quarterback, the Kirko chains stuff that happened last year. When I, he was, I was gonna on the say, chains. Kirko ever wakes since he up put on the chain, like this, he's been. Oh, <laughs> uh, is that how that goes on that commercial? That was hilarious. Uh, the Kirko wakes up dripped like this on the dress rehearsal <laughs> NFL script thing. It's absolutely hilarious. It's electric. Yeah, no, uh, I love it. Sung with Kelly Clarkson too at the NFL awards. He's just, he's a great guy. He's willing to commit I to love, the bit. I love Kirk. I love Kirk. <laughs> Captain have Kirk to, have to commit to the bit. Always. Yeah, you have to. Of course. <laughs> All right, last question on the storylines before we take a break and come back with Pickham. Will Miami and Buffalo deliver on the hype? Yes. I think so. Yeah, this is definitely will be. I, I wish I wish it, it was at night, but it's it's going to be hard to flex that. Uh, I believe it's the, the Chiefs and the Jets tonight. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Waddle's back by any chance? Do we have any idea? I believe uh, he, he is. is will be, yes, he is back. So just, yeah, another, uh, yeah. They put up 70 points, and then they're going to go get Jalen. And then they'll add Jalen Waddle to it. They might put up 70, or they might put up 50 and lose in a game like this today, though. That's, that's how insane that's these offenses are. Yeah, this, Stephon yeah. Diggs on the other end, too, with Josh Allen. It's going to be so fun to watch. But I, I got to say, I love Waddle's celebration. That's been probably my favorite celebration the in the entire league. The little penguin Waddle, yeah. yeah. It's electric. It's, it's so good. It's great. Yeah. But no, yeah. I think that game's going to deliver completely. It's going to be Buffalo's defense is still very strong this year. Not as good as the last few years, but still one of the top units. They got Von Miller's back now, I believe. For yes, Von, yeah, Von is back. Von Miller's back. They're going to be just trying to see if Tredavious White can lock down Tyreek Hill or at least good try luck. his best to. Yeah. yeah, there's no way he's going to, but it's going to be, they, gonna be yeah. exciting to watch, I think. And they also they don't have uh, uh, Jordan Poyer for this game. Yeah. Oh, Jordan Boyer's yeah, out. Yeah, he's he's out. For, uh, he's inactive. Uh, Kyer Elam's inactive. Uh, Demar Hamlin's active. Yeah, first time. That'll yeah, be Demar great is. to see. That this is gonna be. <laughs> yeah, real rough do, game do not to bring him back in. Him having to face up against his Miami defense first game back. But yeah, I think that Buffalo defense will will keep uh, Miami's uh, offense at bay enough where it'll be close. I I, I still got to go Miami. I mean, we'll get into the picks uh, later, but. Um, I, I still think Miami is going to pull it out there. Yeah, I think the safety is being injured, being out. DeMar is being slotted in there after not playing all year. They're going to be attacking deep the entire game. you got the fastest players on the field. 
that if they're going to win, it's going to be all deep shots today. Yes, 100%. Agreed. All right, let's step aside, be back with Pickham on the other side of the break. You're listening to the Green and White Report on WDBM. Welcome back to the Green and White Report. Zach Sudenik, Jack David, Joe DeVerns with you today. We've got Pick'em time. Time to update the standings. No Matt and AJ, but they did make their picks. So we do have picks for this week to keep it going in the standings. Everybody was above 500 last week, which was cool. Yeah, that's good. Because the first two weeks were nowhere near 500. No. So now that means the standings look a little more respectable. AJ, with a 10-4-1 record last week. Shout out, sits AJ. in first at 23-19-3. and That's good. Matt. He was above 500 last week as well, 9-5-1, and 21-21-3 on the year. Respectable 500. Nice. I'm getting closer. I went 8-6-1 last week, 20-22-3 through the first four weeks. And now coming into this one, we start off with the best game of the day. Yes. To open this pick'em, Dolphins at Bills. Bills minus 2.5. Both AJ and Matt are riding with Buffalo to cover at home. Joe Dez. What's the exact spread again, Zach? Two and a half. Two and a half. I think Bills that, minus two and a half. I think Miami covers that, to be honest. I think that they're going to win this game flat out. Just when you come off a 70-point game performance, you're not going to underestimate the next team. You're no. just going to be feeling good about yourself. Yeah. I, I'm going to have to take the Dolphins, too. Um, yeah, pretty easily. I mean, not, not easily, but Miami's offense is just at too high of a level right now for me to pick against them. Yeah, I mean, this might be me, like, not being as educated about this as I could be, I guess. But when I see a spread under three, for the most part, I basically think of it as a money line yeah, pick. pretty much, yeah, right. And so, especially if I'm thinking about the underdog, I think the Dolphins win this game outright. Yeah. Uh, give me the Dolphins to, at the very least, cover two and a half, but I, I think they win the game. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't think this game is going to be a two-point game. I think it's either going to be three or more, yes. as most NFL games are. Mm-hmm. So... I will take the Dolphins. Let's move on to a bigger spread game. The Commanders heading to Philly to take on the Eagles. Can the Eagles stay undefeated? And more importantly for this, can they do it by more than nine and a half? I think they can. I thought that the Commanders were going to be a lot more kind of trailing that spread, but then they lost horribly at Buffalo. Yeah. I thought when they played the Bills, they were going to, I think it was like 10 or 11 points for the spread. I thought they were going to cover that. <laughs> yeah, and they, they did not. Close. No, they did not. 37-3 was the final of that game last week. Yeah, and I think we're going to get pretty similar look today. Sam Howell, he's, he's played good all year, but then he put four picks up in the last game. That's going to affect your confidence. It's going to be Eagles all day. Yeah. For this, uh, I I think nine and a half is a really big number, uh, especially, honestly, for this Eagles offense, which uh, has been... I mentioned it before. Uh, they they're feeling the loss of Shane Steichen. It's it's and it's a it's a divisional game. Uh, it'll be be loud there in Philly. I think Commanders will will keep it within the nine and a half. I'll take Commanders uh, to keep within that. I think I, Sam Howell had obviously a really bad game. I think he'll be he'll play much better this week. Uh, so yeah, give me Commanders. Fair enough. I. I'm going to take the Eagles. I I think the Eagles are going to win this game by 10 points. Um, I feel like we see big numbers and get scared of them, but I honestly don't think that 10 is that much in this game. No. Uh, give me Philly. Uh, AJ went with the Eagles in this game, and Matt joined you, Jack, with the Commanders. There you go. Vikings at Panthers. Vikings minus four and a half. It's burned me every week. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna pick the Vikings Finally again. Finally, this week, yeah. <laughs> I think they 
They've got to win this game, yes, right? Yes, they have to. It's way too talented. I'll take the Vikings as well. Way too talented of a team. So many good players. As one week, they're going to finally get it together, and I think this week is going to be that week. Joe Desi, are you joining us? I'm going to have to join you guys. Yeah, at some point, it's going to be kind of like how you were talking about Michigan earlier. They've been winning every game, but there was one time where they were going to kick the door open, and I think that's what's going to happen this week with the Vikings. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree. Everybody's on the Vikings over the Panthers. Bengals, minus two and a half on the road in Nashville against the Titans. I'm taking the Bengals. Ryan Tannehill has let me down enough this year. I, I just can't see him covering that. I love it. Yeah, I yeah, I think the Bengals keep it rolling. Uh Titans are just there's not a just not a good ball club to me. Yeah, I I don't love it. Give me the Bengals to cover the two and a half on the road. Now we get an AFC North matchup, Jack. Ravens at Browns. No Deshaun Watson. This game when I made the pick'em was Browns minus two, two and, and a half. half. I'm sure that, that line shifted. has completely flipped. Yes. It's now Ravens minus two, but we go off of when we, the we sheet was made this morning, so... Gotta go Ravens. <laughs> yeah, I mean, gotta this go has Ravens. gotta I be think, a free pick, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I think DTR is gonna look... I I really I, I really like DTR. I think he'll look good. Um, but yeah, just... Can't, no. Yeah, I gotta do the same thing. DTR, he's gotta keep the game going, at least, but I don't think he's gonna win the game. Especially when Deshaun Watson's been taking all the first team reps. There, There's just no way. Yeah. So everybody... Going with the Ravens as well. That's three straight games we've all picked together. That's never a great sign. Rams minus one in Indianapolis at the Colts. And Matt Merrifield did not pick the Colts this week for the first time. He did it. AJ went with the Colts, but Matt did not. Huh. Well, I'm going to have to join AJ. I think, yeah, I think the Colts are going to. This is practically a pick them, right? Yeah, pretty much. It's minus one. Yeah, I think think Colts are going to win this outright. Yeah, you know, Anthony Richardson, he's coming back from injury. I don't know how much that's going to affect him. I'm going to go Rams today. Yeah. Give me give me the Colts. Okay. Forget it. We'll ride. <laughs> Let's ride. If Colts we... country. Let's ride. <laughs> no. <laughs> but uh yeah, give me give me the Colts to win at home. I I like this team. And I never thought I would be saying that right now about this team. Yeah. But I like this team. I like this Colts team a lot, too. But also, the Rams are good. Yes. Like Much better than I thought they were good. I, yeah. I didn't think they were going to be that great this year. The more I think about that pick, the more I wish I had picked the Rams. But I'm going to stick to the Colts uh, okay. because once I change it, it'll guarantee a Colts victory. So, <laughs> yeah. Steelers, minus three at the Texans. Yeah. Uh, Both AJ and Matt have the Steelers. Steelers. Thank you, guys. Um, <laughs> I will I'll follow suit. I I'll, I'll go with the Steelers. We improved to three and one. People listening to audio can't see it, but if you picked the Texans to win while wearing a Pittsburgh Steelers shirt, yeah, I, I would have Pittsburgh said you got to change, yeah. man. No, I'm going to take the Texans. I think that CJ Shroud's going to come through. The fact that he's had this chemistry with Tank Dell so far, and the fact that he's starting to get on a roll, I think they can win. Man, I was going to take the Texans as the trendy upset pick, but uh, <laughs> it is a very trendy. Yeah, pick, I just yeah. meant. But now that he took it, I don't know that I want to. But you know what? We'll go with it. I'm I'm going to stick to what I was going to do. Give me the Texans here. Do I actually think this is legitimately going to happen? Probably not. But I feel like there's a good enough shot that I'll take it. Especially at minus three. Yes. Because I think that it, I could see this game pushing as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So we will see where we go from there. Bucks at Saints. Saints minus three and a half at home. Got Jameis Winston, too. You got to keep in mind. Yes. Derek Carr yes. hurt. No, Derek so. Carr. Um, Jameis Winston, a revenge game, though. Yeah. I, I'm going to take the Saints just to say already. I, I, I like Jameis Winston a lot when he... He got LASIK eye surgery two off-seasons ago. He came in and he played spectacular. So I think that he's going to be a lot better than people think. 
I'm going to have to take the Bucks here. I mean, I Baker's uh, been playing pretty good this season. I, I I'm a big fan of Baker. I, I like what he's I like what he's doing. Um, yeah, and I, I again, I've, I feel like I've said this a couple times. I'm not really a fan of anything with the Saints team. I mean, the, the, Jameis is uh, will will be fun, but yeah, uh, give him the Bucks. He's eating W's today. That is true. Ready for I that? I think he is. <laughs> I I like the Saints here. I just think their team is so much better, and I think they have much more talent on that roster. I believe Kamara's. Back yes, he is today. Back. Yes, he's back. Yeah. So, if you add Kamara back today, that's what I like about the Saints. I, I think that they're going to be. He's going to get a big workload today. I think the Saints win this game by a touchdown at least. All right, the other zero and three game, the not fun one. Broncos minus three and a half <laughs> in Chicago. Both I, AJ and Matt have the Broncos. Also, in the last game, AJ had the Saints. Matt had the Bucks. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'll take Broncos too. I mean, we're we're comparing a uh, movable object against a uh, stoppable, <laughs> stoppable force. But, oh goodness! Yeah, I mean, one team has one team has Sean Payton, so I'll take the Broncos. Yeah, one team has a more explosive quarterback, so yes. give me the Bears. Wow. Okay. Wow. Okay, I gotta be the tiebreaker on this one. Now. I'd. No, that's it's three and two. Yeah. Well, well tiebreaker between Tie, us. Tiebreaker between both the both ones have, in physical. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But they both have the Broncos. Yeah, I'm just gonna. Honestly, that one's real tough. The fact that the Bears have gotten blown out in pretty much every game does not give confidence on their end. So I'm gonna give the Broncos. Okay. All right. We will see how that one goes as well. Now into the four o'clock games: Raiders at Chargers. Chargers minus six and a half. Both AJ and Matt going with the Raiders. I will I will follow suit. I think Aiden O'Connell is going to come out and look great. He looked great in the preseason. I really like him. Give me Raiders. Yeah, I'm going to say Chargers win, but Raiders end up covering because that's a pretty widespread, and their defense on the I Chargers isn't that good. I didn't realize Jimmy G was out. Yep. Um, now I definitely am taking the Chargers. Uh, I've But I have seen up close and personal what uh, Aiden O'Connell can do. Yes. Man. Uh, he he put it on Michigan State at Purdue. <laughs> I was good, I was in attendance for that right game, but yeah, give me give me the Chargers. They bounce back uh, and win. Cardinals at 49ers. 49ers minus fourteen. That's a big number. AJ went 49ers. Matt trusting with the Cardinals as double digit dogs again. It worked for him last week. He's trying to do it again. What are you guys thinking? Minus fourteen's tough. That's, yeah, that's a, a real lot of tough points. line. I would say Cardinals. Uh, I'll take the I'll take the Niners. I will also take the Niners. I can't. I can't doubt this team. They're yeah. so good. I I think they're going to be very much in control of this game throughout. All right, Patriots at Cowboys. Cowboys minus six. Both AJ and Matt going Cowboys. Hammer the Pats. Pats are easily covered. Of course. Uh, I I'll <laughs> take the Cowboys too. I think they're going to bounce back. <laughs> I'm I'm taking the Cowboys. I I love the confidence though, Joe. Yeah, have, I love to, it. have to be a little delusional. That's how it goes. Fair enough. All right, Sunday night game. Taylor Swift rumored to be in attendance. Chiefs She's minus nine at the Jets. Chiefs for AJ and Matt. This I just is, don't see how the Chiefs don't take it. Yeah, to be honest. this is the easiest one. This could be minus ninety, and I still take the Chiefs. Oh, that's gonna bite us. That sound clip's gonna come <laughs> back, man. Yeah, it is. But I am gonna take the Chiefs as well. I I just don't trust Zach Wilson. Yeah, and plain and simple. Plain and simple. All right, Seahawks. Minus two at the Giants, Monday night football. Both AJ and Matt going Seattle. I'm going Seattle. I'm joining them too. The Giants have just been so disappointing this season. I will also do Seattle as well. I really like Seattle. I think they I think they get it done as well. That'll do it for our pick'em today. It's been a lot of fun. I'm really excited to get to these NFL yeah. games. We're gonna get off 
and get to watching them. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Green and White Report. We're really glad that you tuned in and could listen to another episode this week here from East Lansing. Upcoming a week from today, same time, same place, we'll be here. Yes, sir. As well as some other content coming up. Hockey starting up this Hockey weekend. Is starting. And volleyball with some big matches as well. So keep an eye on our socials at WDBM Sports and on our website at impact89fm.org for information about upcoming broadcasts and coverage throughout the week covering everything Michigan State sports. This has been the Green and White Report. For all of our crew here in East Lansing, Joe Deverns, Jack David, I'm Zach Sardenic, saying so long, hoping you have a great rest of your day. Thank you for tuning in to the Green and White Report here on WDBM East Lansing.